Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got... Who do I have? got Chris, Lauren, and Steve. Hello. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Hiya. Hiya. Doing dandy. How's everyone doing? Spectacular. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be talking about something that we all love. Very exciting. So tonight's topic is going to be... It's, it's kind of a, a messy title, so there's going to be no flair or... Uh, poetic aspect to it but this is uh for all you disney world goers why you should go out west to disneyland no it took us a long time and we're big disney fans it took us a long time or it took me a long time to finally get out to disneyland and then once i did i was like well we gotta come out here more often yeah it's awesome out there it is all right and we're gonna give you the top 10 reasons why disney world folk should head on out and be a disneyland folk Yes, and Steve. then maybe you'll take your next uh, trip over to Disneyland and all it requires is a different flight. Um, so I have the first one, and the first one is it's so much easier than Disney World. So when you go to Disney World and you want to go to dinner at one of the resorts or you want to get to one of the parks and you're staying at a Disney hotel, you got to figure out the bus system or the monorails or the boat and figure out how much time you want to get to one of the other resorts, it's even more difficult because you got to figure out how everything works and it takes a long time. Disneyland, you can literally walk to everything. You, all the hotels, if you stay on site, the hotels are right there by downtown Disney. You walk through downtown Disney, which is a very nice setting. It's, you know, a, a small size, compact size. And you have Disneyland Park and California Adventure one a stone throw away from the other one the entrances face each other and you just walk you can walk from one to the other so as opposed to disney world if you want to go to hollywood studios and magic kingdom it's a trek here you just walk out of one walk into the other get lunch walk back to the other so easy i think if you literally ran from one gate to the other you could do it in 15 seconds it's easy. Pretty, yeah, it's easy. And it's also, there's other things that are easy. Maybe 30 for me. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in addition to just being able to walk to everything, they have the old fast pass system, the paper coveted original fast pass. So that makes it easy because you, you can go and you don't have to plan everything way far in advance. You can, you should make dining reservations, but you're not having to plan them 180 days out. You can make you them. You actually can't. Yeah, so you can make them, you know, usually a couple days beforehand and be okay. You do the fast passes when you get there. You run up to the machine, get your fast passes like you used to. So it's a lot easier in the way of planning it, a lot easier in getting getting around. So it's the, relaxing. The one, the one thing I love about it is, like, seeing if you want to spend a day, like, just watching parades and shows, you can actually just – hop back and forth between the two parks all yep. day long yep. and time it out so you can see them all. It's amazing. And yeah. it's so easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd never be able to do that. At, you, you wouldn't be able to make it from Epcot to magic kingdom to Hollywood studios and catch the shows, but at, at land Disneyland, that's possible. And it's great. If you have a little kid, if you have little kids, you can just go back, take a nap, you know, come right back out and go into the park. We stayed there a couple of years ago. We had a, a one bedroom over at uh, California, Grand Californian. And it was, um, it was amazing. And Kevin, who my husband, who usually gets a tiny bit uptight about trekking the kids around and everything. He loved it. He was like, this is the easiest trip we've ever taken because we literally could walk into California adventure just a little ways from our room. So it would take 10 minutes to get into the park. Oh yeah, that's true. About yeah, definitely easy stay at Grand Californian and they have their own private entrance to California Adventure. And we literally, uh, the kids went on Grizzly River Rapids, got soaked. We walked like, I don't know, maybe- Minutes. Yeah, maybe two minutes away from that ride, back into the hotel, back into our room, changed clothes and walked back into the park because they were wet and they wanted to go change. And it was right, I mean, it's literally right there. So it's- It's closer than the nearest restroom. Yeah. So it's, yes. pretty, it's pretty easy. Well, Love from it. the Grizzly Rapids. Yeah, from that attraction. to. So it's it's nice. It's it's just a small, compact. They have more. I, th I believe they have 
the same amount or more rides than Disney World in those two parks? They have more in a smaller area. So over at Disney World, they're more spread out. I believe Disney World still has more rides overall, but Disneyland has more rides per square foot. Yeah, they they definitely pack them in so you you can go between those two parks. Anyways, so that was I it. think I think under this category you have to mention one more thing, which is mm-hmm. just it's a very they have very different guests. So because it's a family, it's like like a local park. Like people have been going there their entire life. So they know they know the rules, they know the etiquette, they know how to behave. I always feel like it's more laid back. There's a lot less of the family with the stroller and the two other kids running from ride to ride to ride and not caring necessarily. This isn't everyone at Disney World, of course, but you do run into that more frantic guests at Disney World more often than you do at Disneyland, I think. Yeah, well, I think, too, because most people that go to Disney World are not going to be your locals, really. It's going right. to be your people that have saved their whole life to go. Um, and... You know, they're frantic because they want to make every moment count, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Over in Disneyland, if they don't see it today, they'll see it next week. Yeah, exactly. Kind of how we are. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us more than others. Okay. I'm up next and I get to talk about rides. Now, they do have a lot of the same rides out in Disneyland. And they have some rides that are exactly the same. But they have some rides that have the same name, but they're not the same ride. They're not the same experience. And uh, the first one on my list for that is Small World. It's a Small World. And for Small World, over in Disneyland, it's, it seems like it's a longer ride. It, the outside is a lot more um, ornate. It's a lot more in character. Instead of just a small loading station that's themed after small world, the entire building is, it is an outdoor load. Um, so I don't like that particular aspect, but you know, in the heat, but it's, um, when you get on the ride, the ride itself is slightly different. It's a trough instead of, uh, a canal. If that makes sense, you're actually in, um, a, a trough, your, your boat is going down that way. And so you can see where the, the boat trough ends and the staging begins. Uh, Not a big deal, just an observation. But what I like about this and how it's different is they incorporate Disney characters in each of the the different countries as you go through. And so you go through England, um, through the UK, you're going to see the Peter Pan characters. You're going to see Mary Poppins, I believe. Um, Who else do you see? I don't know. You hit Hawaii and you're going to see Nemo. Um, but just some, some cool characters along the way. And, and when you go through the West, you see Jesse and Woody um, and Bullseye. So you see these characters along the way and it's kind of fun to look for them. So I like that. Uh, the other one that is similar yet different is Pirates of the Caribbean. And this one is a lot longer. It's a lot more relaxing. It has different scenes. It's incredible. It is so much better, in my opinion, than the one in Disney World. And it's baffling to me why they didn't make it better. They actually slacked off. I don't know if it was restraints on space or... So um, they Well, they built it at Disneyland, yep. and they didn't build it at Disney World, and then people requested it from what I understand at Disney world uh, because they loved it so much at Disneyland. So then they went ahead, I believe, and built one at Disney world, but they, you know, just to get one in there, they kind of built a smaller version of it. So it's a, the kind of the, the minier version over at Disney world. Disneyland has this amazing, like you said, full featured uh, pirates of the Caribbean where you've got, like, I don't know, you go through caves, you go through the scenery. Well, you go through the ship, too, which yeah, is cool. There's, there's a bunch of really great scenes. Going through the ship when it's burning and falling apart and the pirates don't care. It's really cool. All right, so there's that one. And then they have the Haunted Mansion there. It, it looks a little different on the outside. 
It actually looks very different on the outside. And um, typically during the year, it looks very similar. But what's cool is uh, starting in October and going through Christmas, they do a holiday overlay where Jack Skellington takes over the Haunted Mansion and he does a, a frightful Christmas and he, he makes it spooky and the overlay is really, really well done and gives it an entirely different feel. It feels like a different ride. Yeah. They do the nightmare before Christmas overlay and it's great because you can go during Halloween or during Christmas and it's, and it's more than just a little bit of theming here and there. It is, that ride is completely a different ride. It is. It's really well done. Love that. And then they have um, another ride that they've done an overlay to, and that one is Space Mountain. You know, one of the most popular, iconic rides at Disneyland, and they've, they've themed it up to a Star Wars theme, and now they call it Hyperspace Mountain. I don't know if this is temporary, if it's going away at any point, but it's, it's amazing to me how the changes that they did changed the feel of the ride, the excitement. And what they've done is they, they've added a story to it. So now you're part of the Star Wars crew. Uh, you're, you're in your ship going through space, fighting a battle. Um, and you've got voices kind of like you're, you've got headsets on and, and you're, talking with commander and the other pilots and the, the effects, it, they're just incredible. It makes it a much more thrilling ride in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Nice. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so much better. And I'm, I'm just amazed that the little differences they did to the ride make it that much better. Uh, let's see. What was the other overlay? Was oh, there the, another one? Yeah. The, the, they um, do space mountain for Halloween. Yeah, they used to do, and I I, maybe they'll still do it. Yeah, and then I don't know they if they're do, do that now. Uh, it's a small world. They do a Christmas overlay on It's a Small World. So that's um, amazing. And it's all lit up in lights. And then, like you said, yeah. the, they, um, and they do, I think they do a lot of them over at Disneyland because they have a local crowd and they want them to come back for the holidays and have traditions. Give them reason to come back. And yeah. And so they always, seasons. you know, there's always something a little new on the, uh, small world Christmas overlay, holiday overlay, and then also as well with the Jack Skeleton Nightmare Before Christmas. There's always some little new things added to those. And then, like you said, they did the uh, Space Mountain has been redone for Star Wars, and that's very well done. Okay. So that was actually number three, which was overlays. But to get back to the rides as individual rides... Um, some of the rides that they have out in Disneyland that they don't have in Disney World, they have the old submarines. And it's not 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It is um, the Nemo ride, where it's Nemo's, Finding Nemo submarine. Um, they also have the iconic Matterhorn. And this is a roller coaster ride, and it's, um, it's a, a bobsled-type attraction. And it goes up and down the mountain, mostly up and then down. And, um, it's just very iconic. It's, it's an okay ride for me. It's very comparable in my opinion to Thunder Mountain, but it's one of the originals. So. Yeah, and they recently redid that. They have the, uh, Yetis or Abominable Snowmans They're They've added them in and they look really cool now. And then I guess they've added finally, they redid the sleds and they were uncomfortable, but I think they've added padding. Yeah. It would hurt my back. I think they've added the padding to them now. So it's a little. It's a little better. It's a fun ride, um, but it used to be very bumpy, and, and they fixed that, so that's good. Uh, let's see, Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad is still out there. So if you miss Mr. Toad, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, you can go out to California and ride that attraction there. Um, very, very similar to a uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarf. It's a dark ride. Um, yeah. Winnie the Pooh, that type of ride. Uh, but that's out there. They also have Storybook Land. And this one is a boat ride. And it takes you through the canals of, well, Storybook Land. And you enter through the mouth of Monstro. And so you're swallowed by the whale. And 
and you go through the different villages and they're just miniatures. It's just a quaint little, little ride. Um, um, I guess loosely related to it's a small world, um, but it's outdoor and it's kind of fun. They also have um, Casey Jr. They have a train and that goes through actually through a, a similar area. It's the same area where you can still see some of those storybook land uh, features and you can see the, the boats that are going around, but you're on a train and you, you get in and you can be in the monkey train or, um, you know, passenger train, but they've got cute little cars that you go on with the train. And it's, it's definitely for little kids, but I went on and I, I had fun. And then the last one I have that's unique to Disneyland is going to be Alice in Wonderland. And this is a favorite with a lot of people that go out there. It's uh, probably similar again to the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and, and Winnie the Pooh, uh, Winnie the Pooh's Adventure, where you get in the car and then you go through the different rooms and experience the story. And you do that. It, what's kind of fun, I don't know why it's so fun, but you actually end up going on the roof of the ride. And you, you're just kind of riding around and it's, it's cute. Yeah, I think, and there's a ton of either rides that are this the same type of ride, but they're just but they're a different experience, like she said with pirates. But then there's also a lot of new rides like Indiana Jones. No, and, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, one. there's so, and then if you get into California Adventure, I mean, there's Cars Land that has all new rides that you've never experienced. Yeah, and I only hit one park so far. Yeah, there's like so many different experiences that we can kind of go on and on and on and on for hours about all the rides, but. I think the thing to take away is it's if you love Disney World, you're going to love Disneyland because you're going to see how they've done the same thing uh, differently or better or a whole new ride and you get to see it for the first time again. So it's like going to Disney World for the first time. But, you know, when you were a kid, you get to kind of have that experience all over again. Wait, I have to tell a story about Heimlich's Choo Choo. I have an even better one. So I go to Disneyland for the first time since I was a kid with Lisa. You're welcome. And Lisa is all excited to show me Disneyland. So she's like, you got to try Heimlich's Choo Choo. It's the best ride. You got to try it. You got to try it. So I'm thinking this is some awesome ride. So we get on it and it goes like, you know, less <laughs> than like one tenth of a mile an hour. <laughs> we were in Bugs like... Life. What did you expect? <laughs> She's like, smell the watermelon, smell the watermelon. I'm like, oh my God, where's Rock and Roller Coaster? <laughs> Steve, Steve did the same thing to us and, and it was dark. So, and none of us knew the park well enough to know where he was taking us. So if we had gone to dinner and then we were walking over, there was super dark. And that park's really dark in certain places at night. And we went over there and I was a little nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't see what we're really getting on to. And even after I got onto Heimlich, it was like, I, I expected a drop or something and it didn't happen. There was and like no at one excitement. point, right. And at one point we're going under the watermelon and a big giant drop landed on my head. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's it. So, <laughs> but it smelled There's good. The Cause the watermelon does drip a little because it's a watermelon. So, it's, but yeah, I, Lisa I love has since tried to get me on that ride and I'm like, nope. <laughs> oh, see, I, my kid, my twins, cause they were only like, I think they were six or seven when we went there. And, um, so they, they were obsessed with Heimlich, like beyond obsessed. And they wanted to go on it over and over again. So there's this picture of me where I'm just looking on my phone that Kevin took, <laughs> like, but I had probably been on it at that point, like seven times in a row. Cause there's never a line. So it's a little, it's a kid. It's adorable. Flat, you know, it's a kid ride for like babies. It's, it's like one of those little trains that goes around the track and that's it. Yeah. It's a train. You that goes say around the it's a kiddie ride for little kids, but I feel like if I sits, I, if I fits, I sits. Isn't yeah. that what they say about the cats on the internet? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. We wouldn't you know, know. You've seen the picture of the cat in the small box. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's, it's like this meme. <laughs> it fits, I no, there's what? a meme and it's always this really big fat cat in a tiny box. And it says, if I fits, I sits. That's funny. 
And that's how I feel about Heimlich. I mean, I fit in it, so it must not only be for small children. Well, we're all Disney nerds. So when I went, so when we go, I like to ride like every ride at least once, no matter what it is. So I at least can say I've done it and I can experience what it is. So that's why. Whatever. You don't look like you fit on that ride. Although I haven't done the bumper cars over there in that kid's land yet. So I still haven't done Oh, I've done those. Those are fun. But um, I've done everything over there. Because I fit. She fits. There you go. She fits, so she sits. And that, and that kid's... Yes. I'm really short. I fit everywhere. But the Bugs Life, and they... That is like the best themed kids land. It's much better than Toy Story Land uh, and the theming going on at the parks that have a Toy Story Land. I like the Bugs Life theming. It works out. It works better. I love that area. It's All nice. right, guys. We're only on number two. No, right. number three. So oh. I've got to keep going. So, um, also in this Bugs Life land, you've got Flix Flyers. That's adorable, too. Uh, that's kind of like a Dumbo, but you're in a Chinese food box takeout container. Yeah, take-out bag. Yeah. It's got a balloon type of thing on it. Um, so, that one is, is fun. They have, um, it's a, bug, uh, a Bugs Life movie attraction. And... You can do that one. Let's see. We've got, well, Cars Land. We talked about um, Radiator Springs, but they've also got Mater's uh, Junkyard Jamboree. Love that ride. Absolutely love that ride. And uh, it's kind of a flingy ride where you go around in circles and then it flings you. And I was so excited to go on it with, with Amber. Went out there with uh, my sister-in-law and my niece and Amber. And we went on it and they hadn't been on it before. And I'm talking about how fun it is. Well, my daughter and my niece went on together. And between the two of them, they probably weigh 150 pounds. And then, you know, then we had two adults in the, in the other car. We, may, we, we might weigh more than 150 pounds combined. And so our car is flinging left and right. And we've got the weight and the momentum behind us. And the girls, they're just kind of putzing around and they're not swinging. And I'm like, you need to ride with me. <laughs> I'll make that car swing. <laughs> it was sad. Well, you, you got to ride the new uh, Luigi's tires. I did. And, and that was interesting. Well, it's probably for little kids. It's, it is probably for littler kids. Uh, it's, it's a very low thrill ride. It's, it's not exhilarating or anything. It's cute. But it's like a bunch of cars line dancing or square dancing, and they it's cool to watch because it's all coordinated and it's choreographed, but it's it's not exciting at all. It's cute, okay cute works um trying to think what else do they have out there? I like that they've got the um the animation studio that's awesome. They have the new frozen show which is at the Hyperion Theater. And it's a good show. Good scenery, good characters, good effects. Good show. Uh, it does lack the humor that we had in the Aladdin show, but it is what it is. Um, they have Goofy Sky School. That's Lauren's favorite ride. That ride's horrible. But you know what? It's not the same ride. I thought it was similar to the one they had over at uh, Animal Kingdom. You know, that one that spins and goes zoom, zoom, zigzagging. Um, This one doesn't spin. This one's actually kind of boring. This This is like a carnival set up in your local town and they put up a roller coaster. It's the exact same thing. And you cram yourself in a little car and it's kind of bumpy. Anyway. Okay. Um, They've also got the jumping jellyfish over in that kid's area. That is like a little parachute ride where it goes up and then down and up and down. So they have that. Um, Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. We just talked about that one. Trying to hit some of the different ones. But they also have um, Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. So they still have, if you're a fan over at Disneyland Park, if you were a fan of Mickey's Birthday Land, which then was Toontown, they have a Toontown uh, that's done properly over at Disneyland. So it's very nice. It's got all the houses and mm-hmm. all the little Character stuff. And, and then, then Roger Rabbit has a ride in there that's really cool um, that seems to almost always have a 45-minute wait no matter where, where you go. 
Yeah, get a fast pass for that. And one. there is a also a roller coaster back in there, kind of a um, entry it's level, a goofy, yeah, goofy themed uh, coaster in the very far back. Yeah. All right, so I think I've covered all the rides, um, at least the ones that would be different, and the ones that have the same idea but are again a little bit different. So that was number two and number three. Number two was rides. Number three was overlays. We're going on to number four, which is Lauren with characters. So the great thing about Disneyland is the fact that it's like old school character meet and greets. Um, The handlers, they do have some handlers, but it's nothing like Disney World. So when you go to land, you can go up to a character that's walking down the street and like high five them and they'll stop for a second. You know, in world, it's like, oh, you got to go get in line. You got to go get in line. It's not like that in land. It's still kind of really laid back there, which is nice. Um, Even the character like dining experiences, um, like Goofy's Kitchen is huge. They have tons of characters, lots of interaction. Um, You know, you just get that more kind of that feel of like really getting to, to experience something where it's not like, okay, move it along, move it along, move it along. There's not really handlers. It's a completely different experience. Um, and I love seeing Oswald. That's one of my favorite ones out there. Cause you oh, don't yeah. see him in world ever. Yeah. We saw Oswald over at California adventure kind of right in the beginning of the park, I think. Right. Yeah. He still hangs out there. Yeah. He's always right in the beginning of um, DCA California adventure. It was funny. Cause I was there just a couple of weeks ago and, we saw Oswald and we wanted to get a picture and the people in front of us, the little kid asked, who is this? And the mom with a very uh, authoritative, knowledgeable tone said, this was Mickey's best friend growing up. Hmm. Okay. Didn't want to jump in and correct her, but then again, I did. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what, like Lauren said, I mean, the characters are, it's a nice experience. It's, more just the spontaneous you run into Alice in Wonderland walking around or that type of thing, which is a lot nicer than waiting in a 45 minute line. All right. Characters. Let's go on to number five, Chris Wood. Okay. I'm not going to say that the food is actually better at Disneyland because it's not, I think they both have their strengths and weaknesses. I have to say it is different though. And one of the ways it's different is that let's be honest, Californians are total foodies. They're used to really fresh food. They're used to trying different things. I mean, they really lead the country when it comes to food. And so you're going to find a lot fresher food out there. You're going to find a lot more nutritious options. Their quick service options are a lot different. Um, you know, you'll still get burgers and fries, which have a lot of different sandwiches and salads and things that you might not always find as easily in the parks and world. I mean, obviously in world, you can get things like that. They're just a little harder to find. I know that, you know, when you're in Disney world, you can find a hamburger every time you turn around or a hot dog, but it's harder to find a good salad. So from the quick service perspective, it's good. I would almost say it's better. Um, Table service isn't always as good. There's a couple of restaurants at Disneyland that are over the top and gorgeous. I would highly recommend going to Carthay Circle just for how beautiful it is. Uh, The food is secondary, although the food is very good. Uh, Steakhouse 55, I think probably one of the better steakhouses I've been to anywhere. Even their breakfast is good. Yes. And, And I love steak. And so like, I'm really picky about a steak and I was very pleased there. Um, not as crazy about Napa Rose. We might've hit it on an off night. And if you can get into club 33, by all means do it. Um, you won't be sorry. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And it is, it is an experience. Um, Steve's going to touch on the history later and that's part of it. Um, you know, it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience, but even their, you know, lower price table service, I thought, you know, they were all very good. I wasn't as crazy about the character meals out in Disneyland. Um, as Lauren said, the character interaction is actually better. So if you're into that, that's a, that's a huge plus. The food was probably um, not as great as I think you get in world at the character meals. So overall, good food. Okay. Go ahead, Lauren. You want to say something? No, I just said I would agree with that. 
What okay. about now? We ate somewhere, I think last time over in the what was it, New Orleans Square. Oh, the oh Orleans gosh! Cafe? And that okay. was kind of a that how was could a, I forget? It was a sit down, and that was really good. Yeah, how could I forget that? So that's Cafe Orla- Orleans, 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 however you want to say it, Cafe Orleans, and that is. I think that's okay. I liked it so much that, that we ate there the night before they had these wonderful seasoned fries. They had the same, uh, Monte Cristo that they have over at blue Bayou, which I forgot to mention blue Bayou. You just have to go there. That's you didn't mention corn dogs either. Uh, well, I don't like corn dogs, so I'm probably going to be remiss in mentioning those anyway, because they're kind of disgusting. Oh, they're the best. Ugh. Okay. So get your corn dog. My daughter likes them. Um, but Blue Bayou, which of course is in Pirates of the Caribbean, it's really, really good. It's very dark. It's cute in there. I love that place. But Cafe Orleans is similar, um, you know, type of food. I like that place so much that the next day I went there by myself at lunch. I sat outside and had the fries and the beignets. It was so good. Not the most nutritional meal. It was completely devoid of any nutrition, I'm sure, but it was Kind of more also memorable. Low in calories, I'm sure. I know, right? You know what? It was it was almost well, see, I'd already got I'd already struggled to get into my dress I wore to Club 33 a couple nights before. So I didn't really care um after that. But well, that's yeah. why you always wear the clothes that really don't have any stretch in them the first half of the trip. Do you know what? I learned that when we went to Jamaica. Somebody Very said that important. to me and I was like, that's brilliant. Always, so. even shorts. You wear the you wear the stuff you don't need to <laughs> the first half of the trip, and then you're good the second half. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm I'm probably still carrying those beignets around. So, but they were worth it. And Cafe Orleans, like she said, really good, really good option. So, all right. So I'm going to throw it to Steve. History. Yeah, and I'll let, we, we can all jump in on this one. But um, it's it's the first park, uh, you know, obviously that Walt Disney built, and it's it's the one where he actually you know, walked around in the park and met the guest and actually has an apartment above the uh, fire station where you can see his light on uh, when you walk in or leave the park. So it's, it's, you know, Walt's park. So if you talk to them there, they, they talk about that and they're really proud of it. And if you take a tour that, you know, they bring up all the history of, of Walt Disney. So, um, and like also Chris was saying, so Walt Disney, he came up with this idea for uh, a club where uh, he could invite people that were going to Disney World that, you know, kind of needed to be out of the public eye and just have a relaxing meal or conversation. So he came up with this idea for Club 33 and they had drawn up the plans, but I I believe he passed away before it was completed. Um, But Club 33 is now a, a members only club. Uh, that you can join for a certain amount of dues uh, each year. They have a bunch of different membership levels now. They used to just, I guess, have one. And, um, you know, they have dinner. They have kind of a bar setting in there now, now that it's been redone. So a lot of the members kind of like to go to the bar. And you can also order off the menu there or order some appetizers and get a drink. Or you can have the full dining experience. They also do like a brunch, I believe, on Sundays or Saturdays. We did the brunch once, and they had uh, a couple of the characters there. Um, but dinner at Club Thirty Three is amazing. It's your you know five star, many course meal, uh, very elegant, amazing service, uh, and you can only get in if you know a member or if you are a member. But it's definitely worth going to, and they've just recently maybe a year or two ago, redid the entire club. So it, it's all spruced up and looks, looks very nice. What else do you guys have for history at Disneyland? I, I would like to say that when I'm there, I get a totally different feeling. Like Disney world is sort of my home, you know, mm-hmm. not my home, but I mean, it feels like home in the sense that my kids know it. The kids know the parks like the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. We go there a lot. We know where everything is, but I get like, this weird kind of, I don't know. It's like, it is you like, touch. like, like vibes. Yeah. She's getting in you? touch with Walt. No, you know what it is? I, I don't know. I, you know, I used to be a historian. I went to school for it. I love history and I get that feeling in Disneyland. I don't get it at world. And I it's actually not just, agree with you. It's not be- just because of Walt Disney, because to be honest, I don't, I'm not into the whole cult of Walt thing. You know, he was a guy, he was a businessman. That's how I see him. He built a wonderful product, but I'm not one of those people who really, you know, kind of worship 
the whole idea of him. But I do get that history there. And I think also, I think about the families who come there and they've been coming there for decades and it's part of their history. I love that feeling. Well, you, you, you get the local, obviously the local feeling because they've brought their blankets and they've set them up on main street and they're, you know, eating whatever with their kids and they're there for three hours before the parade starts and they're kind of hanging out on a Friday night or, and, and the castle, you can see the, you know, the first castle, which is the small quaint little castle. And I don't know, it just has this def- different feel like the local small town, local amusement park feel. You've got the trains too. The trains are very uh, original. They're very um, connected to Walt, his love of trains. And then you've got what the Lily Bell. Yeah, the um, which you can ride in, which I guess is the once a day. Yeah, there's it's on the it's the last car, I guess, in the uh, train that goes around, and you can ride in the original car. That's pretty cool. All right, the next one is Chris the Lands. Okay, so keeping kind of with the history and everything else, um, the lands, I think, at Disneyland have a different feeling. And I'm specifically thinking of my two favorites by like a long shot, which would be New Orleans Square, mm. which is just beautiful. I mean, the only ride there, of course, is, um, well, I mean, you have Haunted Mansion and then you have also Pirates. But it's just sort of a nice place to kind of sit and people watch and it's very pretty. And I love the real New Orleans, but this is kind of nice because it's like a very cleaned up tiny version of it. Because um, no one's the, throwing like beads at you. No one's, hey, you know what? <laughs> no one's ever thrown beads at me, Steve. I'll tell you. Um, but uh, yes, it's beautiful. And so I just, I just love to go there. I love to sit. And uh, um, of course I like the beignets. So but my my favorite land probably anywhere is California Adventure. Or not California Adventure. I'm sorry. My favorite land anywhere would have to be Cars Land, which I I didn't even like the movie when it came out. I mean, I have boys, and so, of course, they enjoy the movie. But it wasn't until I went to Cars Land that I really got into the movie. Because you walk in there, and it's like you're in the movie. And the theming is fantastic. And it doesn't hurt that some of the theming is kind of like a 1950s. They've got a little bit of, you know, rockabilly kind of music playing. And they've got the little diner and the neon. And it's just fun. Yeah, and it's amazing at night when they turn the, yes. neon, the neon lights oh, yeah. on. It's just beautiful. Yes. Agreed. That's, that's probably, I don't know, if I could just go to one spot in one Disney park, I think it would be between those two lands. And so... Those, and those are totally different. They don't have anything like that at Disney World. They certainly don't have anything I think is visually yeah. attractive as New Orleans Square. It's just beautiful. Yeah, and I like how Cars Land, I mean, it's you're in that land and you see nothing else. And it's, yeah. and it's very immersive. So you can get way back in there. You can eat at Flo's. They have a really good breakfast, a really good lunch. Yeah. Watch Radiator Springs. One of the things I really like about that um, that land is Mater and uh, Lightning drive from yes. from a, a back location down half the street, Route sixty six, and then they do a meet and greet over by the Cozy Cone. Mm-hmm. And just seeing them kind of drive around, and then the, uh, the fire, fire and, truck, yeah, the fire truck you'll see are come around. He drives too as well. So it's cool that you know you're in Cars Land and you see the cars. They're awesome. Yeah, and then the Cozy Cone has all different types of food, fast foods in them that are all cone-inspired, so they're themed very well. It's a great land. Okay, next one is Lauren. Shows, parades, entertainment. So Disneyland has some unique shows and parades. Um, And more I'm going to talk about the nighttime things and the parades. Um, they have the Mickey's Sensational Parade, which is in the afternoon, um, which is a standard afternoon parade. It's a great parade. Um, but, you know, it's it's to me, it kind of reminds me of Festival of Fantasy, but different, you know. But then they have the nighttime parade in Disneyland, which is the Paint the Night Parade, which I literally could watch every single night that I'm there. I absolutely love this parade. I love the music. 
I love um, the floats. I just think the entire thing is spectacular. Um, and then they have the Pixar play parade, which is one of those quick little parades that come through. And that's in uh, DCA in California Adventure. Mm-hmm. And then in Disneyland Park, they also have um, nighttime shows. They have the Fantasmic show, which is currently closed um, and under refurbishment. But in my opinion, the Fantasmic show in Disneyland is far better than the one ever was in Disney World. Yep. Um, so if you're if you want to see it, you know, when you go, obviously you got to wait till it reopens, which is going to be a while. Um, but definitely, if it's if it's showing when you're there, hit it. It's totally worth seeing. Um, in Disneyland at night, you also have their Disneyland Forever fireworks, and they do the projections on the buildings for that as well. Um, so it's pretty incorporated all down Main Street. Um, fantastic fireworks there as well. And then also you have in California Adventure, you have the World of Color show, which um, I would have said is probably one of my favorite nighttime shows, but they changed it for the 60th. And I'm not in love with the new one as much as I was with the old one. But it is still a great show and I would definitely say it. And just a little side note on that World of Color package, uh, you want to do a dinner package with it if you can. Lunch is going to be your least expensive option to get a better spot to view it. So just a little sidebar. Yeah, and the nice thing about Disneyland and the shows, unlike Epcot that has illuminations for, I don't even know how many years since it's pretty, you know it's been forever, uh, the World of Color show changes constantly. So... They might have a Christmas variety of it. They might have a 60th anniversary variety of it. So if you don't like the current one, uh, you know, just wait like six months and there'll probably be a whole nother version of that show out. Yeah. The one they have right now is the 60th anniversary one. And uh, it's a little slow. It's, it's more It's more slow. It's about, it's more about the history. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other one was more about movies, yeah. the different movies. It was fantastic. So we'll see what they come up with next. It's still a fantastic show. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, just not the original one. I like the original one a little better. Yeah, and that parade, like Lauren was talking about, the uh, Paint the Night Parade is amazing. If you like Spectro or uh, Electrical Light Parade. It's this, 10 times yeah. better than either one of them. Yeah, it's like the next step up, and the music is... I can't like, wait until they get something Music's like infatuating. It's, it's the uh, Wreck-It Ralph music believe it or not can't wait it's, to see you again can't wait to see you again yes and i literally am a dork because i actually play the music while i'm working during the day oh. that i love chris don't make fun of me she's gonna I, make fun of you she's got something right on the tip of her tongue i can feel it coming i saw i saw the movie in australia when it came out one day and i loved the music at the end because i was watching the credits and i that music's awesome and they Finally put it into a parade. Okay. Got to wrap this up because, well, because of my topic, I went long. Okay. The, oh, the next one's me. The weather. Going to talk about the weather out in California versus Florida. Florida is, I mean, they're both very hot, but it seems that California isn't as hot um, and it's breezier. Nights are a lot cooler. It, it's just, it's a lot more tolerable than the weather in Orlando. And I was out in California at Disneyland and Chris was in Orlando at Disney World and I called her and she was miserable in the heat and I was standing awful. in line um, for Indiana Jones and she's like, your weather's good, isn't it? I said, yeah, actually we've got a nice breeze and it's you know, decent temperatures. We're not uncomfortable at all. And she probably cussed me out. She was bad on the phone with me. It was bad. (laughs) I mean, we were like, we are usually people who don't go back to the resort, you know, in the middle of the day and swim. That's all we did. The kids were miserable. Guests were miserable. Cast members were not their pluckiest. Let's put it that way. Pluckiest. Yes. Pluckiest. Well, because you're looking at, Maybe this is like July. So it's like 95. And you're looking at, yeah, 95 and humid versus maybe. And no escape. Maybe in the 80s at Disneyland with a breeze and not humid. 
So it's, it was a lot more accommodating or a lot more comfortable. It and, was, yeah. uh, it was noticeably more comfortable. I was having a much better time than Chris probably was not yes. only because of the weather, but because the crowds and the lines yep. and because we were working the fast pass system, we were getting on rides within 10 minutes and it was it was a great, great trip. Um, I, and I was asking myself, why do I go to Orlando? It is so <sighs> worth it to just go out to Anaheim. Well, we actually came home and I made, I said, we're not going back until, you know, the kids were just not going back for a while and we're going to save our money and instead go to Disneyland. And I made a reservation through DVC out at Disneyland for February. Cause I'm like, I'm done. It's just too hot. Now, having said that, the crowds weren't bad. The crowds were absolutely very low, probably lower than you were experiencing, to be honest. But of course we had, you know, we were, we had fast pass plus we had to deal with, but, um, I, I will also say that I think it's colder out in Los Angeles than it is in Orlando overall in the winter. Like I've been there when it's been cold and been just, I can remember going into small world and th- saying, Thank God, because it was so cold outside. And even though Small World wasn't heated, it was better than, you know, what we were experiencing out in the park. So it, it does get cold there in the winter. Yeah, it's amazing how cold it gets in California. Yeah. You're like, why is it so freezing during the wintertime? The sun goes down and it gets cold really fast during the wintertime. It does. It does. Yep. Um, but you, you learn quickly after one night, you check the weather and, and you bring a sweater with you. If you're going for a winter coat, I had a wool coat <laughs> and a scarf and boots. I was not, you know, playing around. When was that? It was, it was January. I went there oh, with the family. Okay. January. Yeah. That That's fair. Oh. I, I would not be wearing anything like that in, in July like we did. Oh yeah. I had a sweater on in July though. Like the whole time, even during the day. You do that though. I know. I'm always cold. Okay. All right. Number 10, Lauren. So number 10 is the best thing about Disneyland. The best thing that separates it from everything else out there. And that's the traffic in LA. Traffic in LA is just, it's, it's a peach. It's just so much fun. It's like a ride in itself. It is a ride in itself. It's a torturous, (laughs) horrible, horrible ride. Um, if you can fly into SNA, Orange County, uh, John Wayne Airport, it is a much easier ride. Flying into LAX is just like a torture chamber. <laughs> You've only done the ride from LAX, and it's a it's a ways, but I it's always horrible. Um... It's only a twenty minute ride from St. John. Oh, that's from, nice. Uh, John Wayne, sorry. That's, yeah, yeah, it's that's a big nice. difference. That's nice. Yeah. Um. And we always do like a, a Disneyland Express or a super shuttle because driving in that traffic and trying to, you get, if you make one wrong turn, then next thing you know, you go off of one freeway and you're on another freeway and it's. And there's no way back. It's tough. <laughs> so. It's just, it's torture. The traffic, the LA traffic is unlike anything I have ever seen or experienced in my entire life. Yeah. Well, even at midnight. There is no such thing as off rush hour, or I I hate to imagine, you know, true rush hour versus some of the garbage I've I've sat in. And literally at midnight on a Thursday, yeah, we were sitting in bumper to bumper traffic. Coming that happened home from, to me flying in one night. We got in; it was like one o'clock in the morning, and it was literally bumper to bumper traffic. I was like, "Are you like?" I couldn't even believe. I actually took a picture of it and posted it on Facebook. I'm like. I have finally found hell (laughs) (laughs) and it's in LA. LA, Yeah. It's, um, do you remember when I decided I was going to drive Mm. the first time I went out there and I decided I was going to drive from, you know, LAX to Disneyland. And cause of course there had to be signs just like in Orlando that say Disney world. And I didn't have a GPS. I didn't have a stinking map in my car. It took me like five hours. It was the worst experience. And the Let's, worst thing. Go ahead. 
the worst thing was Steve was giving me, he was like my human GPS. He would, I would call and he'd be like, I don't know where I am. And, and he and he and Bob would tell me where to go. And it took forever. I ended up stopping in and out burger. That was the I, only But highlight. I was literally going to say the only reason you wanted to drive because you wanted to go to in Oh, that is actually true. <laughs> Because I kind of felt like, you know what, if I don't stop at In-N-Out Burger, I'm not going to be happy. And I, I knew that was the only way I could get there. Nice. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It was, um, it was really bad. So. Yeah, yeah that's why you don't need to drive. And the bus, when you take the bus from LAX, it takes like, what, an hour, even in bad traffic, because you get to go in that special lane and all mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah, it's about an hour. It's about an hour. On the bus. And then you wait an hour for the bus normally because it seems like you always just miss it. Or two can hours. I, can I add something else? Mm-hmm. I do have to say that because that was my first trip ever to Disneyland and it, it just ties in with the whole theme of the show. When I, I went to my hotel, I put on a dress and I ran over to DCA and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. I mean, I was late for dinner, but it was so beautiful. And we got to eat at Carthay Circle and it was gorgeous. And it was like, it was the best day. Mm. I mean, after that. It's whole magical. Thing. It is. It's totally magical. Yep. Um, yep. Just to speak to uh, transfers real quick, um, to update people, whoever's keeping tally. Lauren, you kind of keep tally on these things. I did Super Shuttle uh, going from LAX to the Disneyland Hotel or Grand Cal. Sorry. And it was, we were the first pickup, but we were picked up within nine minutes and they've got a new system. If you download uh, their super shuttle app on your phone, you can, you, you tell them when you have your luggage, they tell you when your shuttle will be there. They tell you the number on your shuttle and you can track it on the little map app that comes in there. And, and you can literally see, oh my gosh, he's turning here and he's going to be here in three minutes. And it's awesome. But it did take us a long time to just leave the airport. And it wasn't because we had to, to make like four other stops to pick people up. It was simply the airport traffic. It was, it was half an hour to get out of the airport. It was awful. But Super Shuttle was very efficient, uh, very professional. It was, it was perfect. And did you go... Pretty much right to Disneyland, or did you go a bunch of other places? Um, the first stop was Dis- Disneyland Hotel. Second stop was Grand Cal. Oh, that's good. Yep. I must have gotten a bum. So, I mean, the one time I took it at Disneyland, I literally, I like, I went to a car dealership and I dropped somebody off for work, and then I. Went, I know the the secret about that now. Yeah. Then I went to an apartment complex and dropped somebody off there, and then I went, and I'm like looking at the map on my phone as we're driving around and I'm like, we're like, we are now like an hour and a half away from Disneyland. It took forever. And I was like the last stop. I was the only one on Maybe you were being kidnapped, but they let you go because you were so boring. So maybe they, they must have like more Disneyland specific super shuttles now instead of the just random thing that I got. So if you book it directly through Disneyland, um, you don't, go through all that that's good yeah yeah it was it was perfect yeah if you make it part of your disneyland package and you book it there then you get the the direct which is nice yeah okay i think that does it we're going to wrap up the show right here i'd like to thank pixie vacations for sponsoring the podcast don't forget to write in and ask for either lauren chris or sharpie and they can help you plan your next disney world or disneyland or Disney Cruise, or Aulani, or mm, Adventures by Disney Vacation, um, or anything else for that matter. Um, if you have comments or questions for us, please write in to comments at mousechat.net. And if you enjoy listening to the shows, head over to iTunes. You can find more of them. You can also find more of our shows at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. Mouse Chat.